Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. So you're going to hear a great story this week, what it's like to be a rock star and what it's like to become a rock star and to be on that rocket ride uh, and how uh, it's as exciting as you might think and, and maybe not everything you might think and why one in the midst of this kind of experience would uh, turn to, uh, to to meditation. Adam Levin is the drummer of a band called the X Ambassadors. I'll be honest, I I don't know how this podcast came about. The X Ambassadors are it's not a band I, I have followed, um, but... I found myself across uh, the table from Adam, and he is, as you're about to hear, really smart, really impressive. He has a great story to tell. And so, again, I forget how this uh, podcast came about, but I'm very glad it did, and I think you will be too. Here's Adam. From ABC, this is the 10% Happier Podcast. I'm Dan Harris. I always ask the same question at the start. How did you get into meditation? What, what do you do? What, what, what kind of meditation? So I do mindfulness meditation. Yeah. I'm actually somewhat new to it. Nice. I'd say in the last eight months. And um, my brother, Aaron, uh, has been into meditation for years and I think has done some classes and retreats where it's like a three-day intensive kind of meditation class and guided thing and so I'd heard him talk about it and heard him talk about how it's helped him and really changed his life and then my uh, therapist or my psychologist suggested it I'm very anxious in general and uh, very hard for me to stay in the moment and kind of appreciate the now is my thing that no matter how good everything's going right now I'm always waiting for the next for it to go bad, kind of. And uh, that's not a fun way to live. So he was, recommended... Because things are going quite Things well. are going quite well. Yeah. And they continue to go quite well. And even when they were going less well, I had the same worry, and they just keep getting better. And that was kind of a side effect of that, which is not obviously not how it should be. And uh, So the anxiety was making it difficult for you to enjoy the success. Yeah, and the success was giving more anxiety because we were so busy and, you know, it was kind of like when all of everything started for us uh, two or three years ago, we kind of left on like a month long tour and like nothing was really happening. And we were all kind of stressed about that and bummed out. And it very quickly, like um, everything started happening for us. And it went from being a one month tour to like a two year tour mm. with no mental preparation. It was just like oh, we're adding this and we're adding this and we're adding this. And when it got to the point where it was just like, okay, you're going to be gone for the next year or two, which is exactly what we had all hoped for. And it's not like we didn't want that to happen. But it was just very sudden. And so, yeah, going back to how I got into meditation, just I think needing it and having these people in my life who – had experience with it at suggesting I get into it. And Headspace was my first introduction to mindfulness meditation. And are you did, did are you still doing that or did you move on to something else? What I still do that and others. Um, so someone are we were shooting a music video about a month ago and our the makeup artist actually, hair and makeup 
suggested this app called Insight Timer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which has just a bunch of free uh, guided meditations that I love, actually. And I've been doing more because there's more variety and uh, you can move around. Headspace really encourages you to follow the packs. So there's different – there's like a calm pack and an anxiety pack and a relationships pack and a all just every different – genre of anxiety or stress or not even just uh you know there's one to do while you're walking one to do before exercising but they are in a 10 to 30 sets of meditations that are meant to do daily so if if you're doing the change pack and you want to switch to the anxiety pack one day you lose all your progress and so it encourages you to stick with what you're doing and i like insight timer because it can really jump around and do a meditation that's very guided and then do one that has a lot of space in it to kind of test yourself. And I really like that. How hard I'm, – I'm really interested because I'm actually working on a book right now that to, to help people establish and maintain a meditation habit. Mm-hmm. How hard was it for you to, to do that? You said eight months ago and, and you're still going. Or do you do it every day? How much do you do – I find, and it's just my nature and probably has to do with, you know, the addictive personality of musicians because that's how you get into wanting to practice something anyways is by becoming obsessive with it. But I kind of went through that with meditation where I first got it and was like, okay, I'm going to go on like a crazy streak of – it also gives you these streak markers. So it encourages you to not skip a day with giving you – it'll give you like discounts on your next month's – subscription. So I went really hard on that for like 30 to 50 days. I can't remember where I lost it. And then I kind of fell off and then noticed my thoughts and behavior changing. You know, I could definitely see the benefits from meditating and I was losing those benefits when I stopped and got back into it. And now I'd say I try to do it every day. Uh, but I would say I average uh, four or five days a week, and there have been there's been a month in that eight month period where I didn't meditate at all, and you really noticed a difference. Yeah, I think four to five. You know, I, I've embraced this concept of daily ish. Yeah, which is I think that's you know it's kind of like the whole mantra in mindfulness meditating that you know if your thoughts wander to not judge and to just bring it back to the meditation at hand. It's kind of like the same thing. You don't want to beat yourself up if you miss a day because then you might be discouraged to further continue. Bingo. So when you're meditating, the whole thing is you're trying to focus on your breath or something, and then when you get distracted, you start again. Same thing in this. If You're trying to do it every day, but if you fall off the wagon, you don't want to let your ego tell you a story about now you're a failed meditator. So you're like, all right, I get it. Those thoughts are coming up, but I can start again anytime I want. And it's so easy and you can do it anywhere. You know, I often am meditating. I found that, you know, I know every um, app that I've used, I haven't done any sort of like class or meditated with a professional. I don't know if that's even a term. I'm sure it is. (laughs) But um, I have only used apps and I've found that I can do it. You know, I never have quiet. Even quiet for me is like an airplane taking off. That's like the most quiet time I've. Do you guys had. even do you fly commercial or do you guys? Yeah. Okay, you do. Yeah, I've never flown private. Even Much when you guys are on tour. Chagrin. 
Yeah. Flying private's very expensive, so you'd have you to You guys cho- are a big band, though. We are, but you'd choose between do you want to make profit or fly private right. w- once. So it's, <laughs> you know. So a plane, no, planes are perfect. I meditate on planes all the time. Yeah, but I'm saying even in a loud green room with 10 people going wild, I can meditate. Really? Yeah. Before a show? Yeah. And the, and the other guys aren't, aren't like, uh, mocking you or smacking you? Oh, no, they room. are very respectful, and they'll even, there have been times where I've meditated, and we, like, had an interview, and I met, didn't have my schedule right, and they, like, didn't want to interrupt me, so they went and did it. And do, are yeah. the other guys doing it? Uh, yeah, Sam is doing it, the singer. Casey does not uh, meditate, I believe. But I'm sure, but he should. I think really everyone should. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about what kind of difference it's made for you. You talked about your anxiety and, and just, you know, having trouble living right here, right now. By the way, you're in good company. No, Same I thing. Know. Yeah. A lot of people feel that way. I know, yeah. That's why I have no, <clears throat> I'm not embarrassed of it at all because I know it's very common. Yeah, um, I, I would say more than that. I think actually you deserve a lot of credit for talking about it publicly because you have a lot of fans, a lot of people look up to you. You normalize it. You make it okay for other people. So actually you're doing a real service by talking about it. Yeah. So I just notice it's almost like practice. You know, I mean, it's practicing your thought process. And if you practice anything, you get better at it, right? So if before I started meditating, my mind would go to a negative place and I would just feed into it and then go continue in that negative style of thinking because I wasn't thinking about that I was having negative thoughts. That's just where my brain was and what I was focused you on. You had not your 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 mind was offering up negative thoughts and you had no idea that they were just thoughts. Exactly. You, you well no, I just it. was like, yeah, that's what I'm that's where I'm at. This is or the like, truth. I mean I wasn't even conscious of it or you know, it's kinda like and then meditating allowed me to recognize those things that not every thought is worth investigating and putting energy into. And sometimes you're going to have crazy good or bad thoughts. And um, it's, you know, you don't want to feed those bad thoughts because they really, the more you feed them, the more they manifest. And so for me, it, it was the practice of. And also like the metaphors, which I'm sure a lot of people find corny that a lot of the meditation apps use of imagining a stream and that your thoughts are leaves flowing downstream and they're going to be gone soon. Or the ticker on CNN analogy where Mm -hmm. you see like the news points that are all random, just little forward news points that um, can be catastrophic but once they scroll by, you're not thinking about them anymore. And I try to apply that to my thought process, and that has helped me a lot. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. You're a quick study. Yeah. Um, and in a great exa- a great example of the fact that apps can work. You don't need to sit at the feet of a master, which, by the way, is a great thing to do if you I will, can. I really want to. I can help you with that. That would be great. Well, afterwards, we'll talk about that. Um, but also, I found I had... One problem is when you're on the plane, all these apps re- require the internet. A lot of them. Mine doesn't. Uh, before I you leave, I'll, I'll, I will also give you mine, so um, you, you can download which is it. Great. And use it. But Headspace, even you can download, but if you don't download ahead of time, then you can't meditate. So I have gotten in the habit of just setting my timer and doing it on my own. Perfect. So, but so, I find yeah. the guided 
for me is much easier for me to stay on track. A lot of people have this idea that somehow guided meditations are training wheels or cheating. Yeah. Not true. And yeah. I use I use both. And I think it's great that you're doing this. Sometimes if you don't have access to the guided meditation you want because you're on a plane, set a timer and do 5, 10, 20 minutes, whatever it is you want to do on your own unguided. Yeah. It's a great way to, you know, as you said before, kind of test yourself. But switching back and forth is great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I would love to know kind of the inside story and by inside, I mean inside your head okay. of the rise of the ex ambassadors. What it was like for you, and because you started to talk about it a little bit yeah. before, and then how, and then you know, within that story, at what point did you decide, okay, I need to do a few things here to take care of myself? So, I mean, we've been we met like the other guys in the band are brothers, and uh, have been playing music since before I met them together. And since childhood. And they're from Ithaca. They're from Ithaca, New York. And you're from? I'm from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. And how did you guys meet? So um, I came to New York for college to uh, Eugene Lang at the new school downtown and met uh, Sam and Noah the literal first day of orientation of college in the dorms. And we kind of passed demos back and forth. And then over that year started playing together just in a room, not even writing songs, just like jamming, playing other songs or just coming up with new things. But it wasn't like we were like trying to remember them for next time. It was just kind of freestyle. And uh, during the second year of college, we kind of decided to take it more seriously. We rented a rehearsal space, um, started playing shows just around New York for our friends or most of the time not even our friends would show up. It would just be <laughs> an empty room with the other bands. And so that, there was, a, I mean, literally five or six years of that, of like we were living in New York. The first three or four we were in college. And then after that we were all working odd jobs. And What were you? What was your odd job? I was a physical therapy assistant okay. for a little while all right. and just did anything I could to make ends meet. And so there was – three years of it in college and two or three years of everyone working odd jobs and kind of us playing around New York. And then there was the period where we were like, okay, we're all going to just focus a hundred percent on music and not have odd jobs. Like we'll just be really broke, but we'll be able to take every tour we can get and do that. So we started doing that and continued writing songs. And in 2012 or 13, we started to gain some steam um, a song got on a radio station down in Norfolk, Virginia, that kind of brought us to the attention of the music business and the record labels and agents and all that stuff. Wait, wh wh <laughs> why would Norfolk, Virginia playing your song lead to anything? I know. It's crazy, but there's a radio station in Norfolk that it was like the radio programmer heard the song and gave it a shot on the radio People kept requesting it. By the end of the year, it was the number one song on the radio at this rock station. And we went down to play a show there. We sold out 1,500 people, which to, at the time was insane. The next day, we went to Philly and played for three people. <laughs> and then, like, would come to New York and play for 100. But Norfolk, Virginia, we'd sell out 1,500 tickets. So it was like... Like a version of being huge in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would go down there and we were like gods and then we come back and we're like oh man we're broke and 
playing to no one in Philly, but that led to us getting signed, which you think then you're you signed know, with who? Interscope okay. and Kid in the Corner Records. Okay. And most people think when you get signed, you've made it. You're good. You hang out with Jimmy Iovine? No. No. <laughs> I just I watched that documentary. About it's it. great. Yeah, it's amazing. I hang out. We hang out with the other guys who still work at the label who are great. And uh-huh. We love love all of them. Um, and Jimmy Iovine has, has really been great to us and put our song in this commercial campaign for the World Cup a couple years back. But um, going back to the – so we got signed – uh, you think that you've made it, but when once you get signed, you're just the uh, lowest on the totem pole, competing against the best artists in the world. So then we were on the label, nothing. We were touring and putting out EPs and slowly building. But as far as a record label is concerned, they want things to happen fast. They were not happening fast, and so we were on the label for two years trying to just make things happen. Little things were happening, nothing really major. And then our song got placed in a Jeep commercial. Hold on, before that, that whole period, how was your anxiety level? Not as high as when the success, we really? had more success. So you weren't, you were kind of cool with like I, bum, I, bum, 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 I also feel like I have major like hindsight bias where in the moment everything is really stressful and anxious but looking back on yeah. it it was like the best time of my yeah. life yes. you know what i it's mean it's like when you go to summer camp and every year they're like this gra- this summer is great but last summer i mean it'll never be as good well, as last well it's not summer. even that it's like you know right now maybe i'm like really anxious cuz we have a new record coming out and you know when it comes out the it'll be up to the world to decide if it's a success or not and it's really stressful right now but if in a year it's successful I'll think back to this time as, oh, man, that was such a great time. We didn't even know what we had yet. And so <laughs> I feel like I'm probably doing that. I'm sure I was pretty anxious yeah. back then, too. But for me, it's like I feel like I really didn't acknowledge or recognize my anxiety. It's like almost like I didn't even know it was anxiety. I just thought that's how I was. Right. Which is hard to explain. No, no, I get it. I totally get it. Because, again, your mind's offering up all these thoughts and you have no distance from it. It's like it's the truth. Yeah. Like this inner anchorman telling you how things are when, in fact, you you know, nobody's pulled back the curtain and showed you it's this is just somebody barfing up a bunch of stuff that you don't have to listen. Exactly. And so but I do think. There's there was some you know it's like the beauty and the struggle. There was like yeah. this beautiful thing of we were all in it together to like there's nothing absolutely n- absolutely no reason we should be doing this. Like all signs lead to it's not going to work, and we'd still like I don't think now that would happen again just because we're older and how old are you now? I'm 29, almost okay. 30. But you know it was like literally like us all taking turns putting in 40 bucks in the gas tank from our debit cards like wow you know even after you'd been signed uh no not after we'd been signed but in the earlier years and when we were signed we were just getting money from the label which you have to pay back anyways right. so it's essentially the same thing but just uh via wire transfer instead of taking out our own or it's on credit instead of money we already had but but yeah the times were very stressful uh, before things happened then as things started happening there was this like it's almost like a relationship there's a honeymoon period where all your dreams are coming true and everything is just amazing and like 
nothing can get to you and everything's great and you're blinded by the light or whatever. And then it's like a year into that heavy tour cycle and playing these, when you play an amazing sold out show every night, you don't appreciate it as much, you know, it's like, that's the norm. And you're like, man, I would love to just go home. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations for every type of thriller listener. The selection over on Audible when it comes to true crime, mystery, and thriller is um, quite extensive. They've got John Grisham, tons of stuff by Stephen King, David Baldacci. My favorite that I've checked out recently in the crime fiction genre is called Age of Vice. It's by Deepthi Kapoor. It came out uh, not long ago. Not only is it thrilling and uh, very, very plotty, but it's also written incredibly well. It's truly literature. Deepthi Kapoor is a a force of nature as a writer. Age of Vice, it takes you into the uh, underworld in New Delhi in India. I absolutely love that one. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 10% or text 10% to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 10% or text 10% to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 10%. The Taste the Mediterranean sales event is going on now through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. It's a store-wide event packed with flavor. My family and I are regulars at Whole Foods Market. We've got one, I think, less than a mile and a half away from our house. This Taste the Mediterranean thing sounds pretty cool. Uh, They've got Mediterranean-inspired flavors. You can save on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground lamb. They've got delectable seafood choices. You can save on whole branzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, which is a regular feature at our dinners in this house. My son loves that salmon from Whole Foods. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out all of the uh, 365 by Whole Foods Market products. Stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat, pita pockets, and more. I am constantly uh, consuming these 365 products, including the the raw cashews, which I snack on all the time. We love the 365 sea salt and pepper. Uh, We love their sushi rice. You get the picture. Go check it out. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. You know, there's a term for this. There's a term that describes this very... What's the It's term? called hedonic adaptation. Yeah. So it means that, like, something good happens to you, like, all of a sudden you go from being play, playing for three people in Philly yeah. to playing shelled-out shows overnight. And at first, there's a huge, like, dopamine hit from that. You're like, yeah. wow, this is amazing. But after a while, you just bake it into your baseline. Exactly. And it's like, all right, well, this is what I do now. No longer a thrill. I need to tell my uh, psychologist that, because I love that. He loves... I have a line that I said to him or something that was like you know you can get like bored with doing your dream after a while and you so true and, and sad that yeah that's it's true disillusion you, you get disillusioned so so how do you just practical question you, you this what you thought was a one-month tour turns into a 
Infinite Tour, how do you even get to see your shrink? You call I, him? I'd call him, but I wasn't seeing him back then. Oh, okay. So you yeah. started seeing him after? I started seeing him a year ago. At this point, you're already like a bona fide rock star. I mean, we're we're already like done with that tour cycle, and yeah, I mean, probably started seeing him almost exactly a year ago. The decision to do that—did you have a moment of like, okay, now everything I've worked for in my entire life is here, I've got it, and I'm unhappy? It wasn't even that. It was like because I don't feel like everything I want to come true has come true. Come. It's like there's levels. No matter where you are, the levels change. So it's like back in the day, we just wanted to like be signed. And then we got signed and nothing was happening. We are like, who cares about being signed? We just <laughs> want to like earn enough money to not have a job. And then it's like then we want to sell out this place and then sell out that place. And now we want to sell out like the garden or something, you know? So And then when we sell out the garden, we we'll want to sell out giant stadium or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah. and yeah. it'll never end this but, is this is and then we'll honest out two nights at giant stadium <laughs> you know but you keep moving the goalpost this is uh, i often say that the pursuit of happiness yeah can become and i think i stole this from somebody yeah. can become the source of our unhappiness totally you, know, like you just you were insatiable yeah and so that's there was a little bit of that but it was more like i've had this it was more of the shock of getting off the road i think is and I had just gone through a breakup in a five-year relationship. Oh, wow. So it was like, okay, I don't have the distraction of being busy 12 hours a day anymore. And now I'm home. And I just moved to L.A. And I'm from there, so I have friends there. It's not like I didn't know people. but And the whole band lives there now? The whole band lives there now. But I had just moved to L.A. and suddenly had 12 hours a day that I had to like fill myself. Because you guys were in a hiatus? We were recording, but it was just like even that, just not having the schedule. You know, we have like a tour manager and a very tight schedule. So it was like two years of every day opening up your Google Cal and seeing exactly where everything's going to happen. You know, everything from like eating to who, where you're going to do your laundry to what car you're going to take was figured out. And then you're like home and you're like, okay, I have a day off. And what am I going to do to fill it? And it was kind of a shock to me. And I I was just dealing with a lot of different things. And uh, I had never seen, like, a psychologist before or a therapist. Um, but it's great. I recommend it to everyone, even if you're not going through. Everyone's going through something. But even if you feel great, I still think it's – I would recommend it to anybody. Take me back into sort of hedonic adaptation. So one or two years into your rise, you guys are hits. Uh, You've you've got your record out. uh, You've got a bunch of hit songs, and you're playing sold-out shows. Did you ever find yourself on stage at any of these shows kind of like bored and wanting to leave? Yeah. Really? For sure. Because I I mean, I'm I'm 46, so this is never going to happen for me. Yeah. But my... I can think of nothing cooler than being. I, I play the drums. I play the drums since I was ten. Really? Yes. Cool. And uh, I'm bad, uh, but I love playing the drums. I have a drum set in my office. And, really? Uh, yeah. Well, you got to show me after. It's 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 really sad and dusty because only my two year old plays it now because cool. I don't even do it. Um, yeah. uh, but I will occasionally go with my friends. I haven't done it in a while, but we will rent out a room and play together and stuff in, in a rehearsal space. And I lo- I can imagine nothing cooler than playing with a bunch of. In front of a bunch of people, like, screaming and excited. But even that loses its luster after a while. Well, I'm sure you had a dream once of being, you know, like a 
journalist or on the radio or whatever, and that's your main gig. Yes. And um, I'm sure there are days when you just want to go home or when you're not feeling it or when you're tired of it. Sure. And it's exactly the same. Sure. There was a time in your life where this would have been your wildest dream. Yes. And now it's your normalcy and it's like there are days where you just don't want to go into work and do it. Well, the trick – you're absolutely right. And yeah. the, thing, the thing that I find meditation helps me with is it kind of re-ups my engagement with whatever's happening exactly. right now. And then anything, brushing your teeth – for me, just like staring at my kid, the fact that I have yeah. a kid that we that he exists is amazing to yeah. me. And just trying to infuse the rest of your life with that stuff actually can can be the antidote to what totally. we're discussing. Yeah, I I agree, and I've totally found that it's almost the practice of doing something positive. You know, it's almost like the making your bed when you wake up, so you get mm-hmm. in the habit of mm-hmm. just getting something done. Also, just it also what you're what you're practicing, or at least in my experience, is you're practicing waking up from the dream of autopilot. Exactly, just where you're just constantly worrying about the future because I've dealt with anxiety my whole life, yeah. or 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 worried about the past. Instead, you're just like, all right, wow, I'm eating a sandwich, yeah, um, which can actually which can taste really good if you're not like um, regretting some stupid thing you said in sixth grade. Exactly, yeah. So it's very true. So uh, is it? But don't don't totally uh, make me disillusioned here. I mean, when at, when you guys were becoming stars and and this was all coming true for you, there must have been some amazing moments. Oh in my there. god! I mean, it was all amazing moments. Even the you know, like I was saying, looking back on it, uh, how Hi, I have a little hindsight, hindsight bias. bias. Yeah, yeah. That's all I remember from my <laughs> psychology class. Um, but uh, I mean, it was. The most unreal experience ever. Just two years into it, we were all extremely burnt out. So I would say 95% of the time was unreal, amazing moments. Um, And 5% was like anxiety and stress. And, you know, I know Sam, our singer, went through it a lot with his voice. He kind of had to learn a whole new lifestyle, eating differently exercising, uh, doing these intense warm-ups every day. And he, you know, I know has a lot of anxiety about that and just in general. And it's been great for him. I've noticed a difference in him since he's been meditating as well. You know, I was hanging out. I had to do a story recently on Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah. We love those guys. The the lead singer. Brandon. Brandon, yeah. Such a nice guy. Super nice. And I was doing a story for Nightline, which is one of the shows I work on. And, And, uh, he was talking to me about the fa- the physicality. He was he performing is on Broadway. He was performing on Broadway at this time, Kinky Boots, and it yeah. was it, he. There was there was a lot of anxiety about losing his voice, and I was in his dressing room with him, and he's got all of this contraptions and yeah. stuff, steamers. And yeah, it's a real thing that I was unaware of that singers have to deal with. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's he can really sing. Brandon. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So so you guys We toured with them. Oh they you were, did. They were one of the like first big bands to take us on tour. The the, the lifestyle. So I, I mean I imagine rock stars you know, you know, we've seen images of, you know, rock stars with like needles hanging out of their arms and yeah. all that stuff. Is it like that? No. No. Not for us. Honestly not. No bands are shooting heroin and going that crazy anymore. Uh, thank God. But is everybody? <laughs> or at least, good. Uh, at least we aren't. 
Um, but no. So people are eating healthy, meditating, all that stuff. Like that's an okay thing to do. That is not going to totally. make you a social outcast. <clears throat> no. We're, Millennials, man. Yeah, it's true. Like the honestly, there's way more like uh, health. We're you know what I see on the road. It's funny. Is a lot more yoga mats and foam rollers than <laughs> really? drugs and paraphernalia. Wow, yeah. I think that's awesome. That's great. But you, I mean, there like, are bands that do that and there was a time where we were crazier but we're also you know a lot of bands hit it when they're 1920 and go, we were a band at that time and we were definitely a little bit crazier then but you know we're all older and take this very seriously and take our show seriously and there's no way um to keep up physically or mentally with partying like that that's why none of those bands that do that can last so what's going on with the band right now as we as we as i prepare to free you and go off to the rest of your day what's going on with the band right now what what's on your mind so right now we have basically finished our new record which we've been working on for the last year which is very important uh second out it's our second full-length album what's it called it's called i can't tell you what it's called okay when's it come out uh it'll come out early next year okay and uh it's the best work we've ever done, without a doubt, and um, we're all very proud of it. But right now we're in the time of it's finished, so there's no stress about that. But now it's kind of like up to the world to decide if it's a, you know, we. I know we. I couldn't be happier with what we've created just in a vacuum. But now it's time to see if the world agrees and i really think they will and that's that's a source of stress no no totally totally but i feel and i think it has a lot to do with just getting older that i'm in a much better place and have more kind of tools to help deal with everything that's going on whether it's the stress of now if the record does good or does bad, I feel like I have the tools to deal with it and however it goes. But I really, I have, I don't have any doubt that it's gonna do well. I really believe in what we've done. I'm rooting for you now. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait for you to hear it. Really cool of you to come in here. And, and yeah, thank and you talk. for having me. I love this. Okay, that does it for another edition of the 10% Happier Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to subscribe, rate us. Also, if you want to suggest topics you think we should cover or guests that we should bring in, hit me up on Twitter, at Dan B. Harris. Importantly, I want to thank uh, the people who produce this podcast, Lauren Efron, Josh Cohan, and the rest of the folks here at ABC who helped make this thing possible. We have tons of other podcasts. You can check them out at abcnewspodcasts.com. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. If you like 10% Happier, and I hope you do, uh, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used. 
because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Hey, grownups. The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the cat in the hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.